0: there's no formulas
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's the no nothing's behaving no one the world nothing there's like uncertainty behaviors all changing nothing that was is anymore and so and you kind of sometimes like have to pivot all the time right now and so it's like that's woof and and you've less resources because everybody's getting canned yes and so it's like, okay, do like you said, do more with less. Welcome to Cast
1: Amplified Marketing Podcast. This is the third episode of The Recessions, a limited four-part series empowering you to think differently about your marketing, no matter the size of your budget or where in the world we are in this economy. We're gonna cover things like how marketers adapted during past downturns so that you can future-proof your company, what creative ideas can you implement that help both brand and demand thrive, and how can amplified marketing help you do more with less when you're always being asked to do more with less? Am I right? I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and only amplified marketing platform We're built just for you, B2B marketers. In this episode of The Recessions, I spoke with Devin Bramhall, the former CEO of Animals, a content marketing agency for B2B SaaS companies like Amazon, Google, and Zendesk, and lots of others. We talked through what she's seeing in the tech space and how marketing teams can establish their value prop and stand out from the crowd, and what to do with the limited budget, like now more than ever. But first, take a deep breath. Before getting into the nitty gritty with Devin of how we can overcome the economic downturn and strengthen our marketing strategy for what happens when we emerge, let's just take a quick step back, shall we? This has been a hard year for you, for your team, for your company, for your brand. If you're lucky to be all together still, just thank each teammate for rallying and weathering the storm, truly. There may be more ahead, but that doesn't mean you can't celebrate what you've already done. There's a lot of pressure because it's, um, we're, we're, everybody feels it as a human, you know, because it's happening to us as, as human beings, to us and to our teams um, that we're part of and that we're leading. It's happening to our business, you know, and it, our businesses are taking a hit on revenue or bracing to take a hit on revenue. Um, and also like our customers. And so when you're, when you're speaking out on behalf of your brand and you're taking to social media or you're recording a podcast, it's like, I, I don't want to be tone deaf. I want to be sensitive. I want to be relevant. I want to cut through the noise. I don't want to yell into a void. Um, it, it, it feels like it's coming at a marketer from, from every angle, the human, the professional and the, the voice of the brand. It's definitely-
0: Yeah. And I feel like the knee jerk reaction, a lot of times when things are like, there's so much overload is like, okay, get really focused, get really tactical, um, with your marketing plans. But I also feel like that can be a little bit short-sighted. Yes. I had this conversation this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's hard. I think the hard thing is like, I don't know if I have like the answer. Cause I, I don't think there is one answer for every business, but That's something that in my brain I've been trying to balance. Like, you know, when fear and uncertainty exist, you want certainty. Certainty tactics in marketing are very bottom line and go away from things like brand, community, connection. But those are all things the world kind of wants right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do people just like err on the side of like, this is the thing I can measure? So I'm going to keep doing this. But I'm like, is that working though? Yeah. Is that really making a difference? So ah, ah, this is so, this is so
1: real. I think it's, it's interesting. Because this is relevant to this series, which is why we're having this conversation, but li- literally I had this conversation this morning <laughs> about a, a marketing strategy that we were talking about. And it was like, well, I think that they really need to just focus on, um, essentially it's not how we were referring to it, but like essentially an ABM approach, or is it like brand or do we, do they like, you know, double down on, on this tactic that they know it's going to work. And I'm like, yes, all of the, th- like all of the things, because if you're too short-sighted, you might solve the problem for Q3, but what about Q4? Then you're gonna be right back where you are. A common theme from content marketers that we've heard throughout the last few months is layoffs and budget cuts. So the big question is how to do more with even less. But Devin frames the problem in a slightly different way. How can we instead think about being more efficient with our time and energy instead of cutting the whole marketing tactics from the larger strategy altogether?
0: I would say the objective for me at animals and the question that I'm focused on right now is how to make us an indispensable part of whatever company's team, mm-hmm. stack, whatever. I think that's like really important for us. And I think that that's a good way to think about your positioning as a company um, is to really go back to that value prop and really double down on that um, and make sure it's pure. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think that is really helpful for the marketers themselves. Like, I hate to say it, but efficiency is really important here. Yes. The good news is like, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know. I feel like it's sexier to talk about net new ideas and big Mm -hmm. campaigns. But when I was at help scout, I was tasked with growing traffic by like, I don't know, like 120,000 unique visitors a month in like six months and I did some flashy stuff and I'm very proud of it. The thing that moved the needle was refreshing some of our top posts because they were on really big keywords. Now I now take issue. I actually now would probably argue against that strategy and say that like it was vanity traffic. They were really high volume keywords that like were relevant, but like didn't bring in the highest quality traffic. So like, I'd probably argue it but it's a good example of like, something that's not sexy having a really high impact and a lot less effort. Yeah. Because like, you know, you're updating those images, you're updating the information, like you're making sure it's optimized, like sort of uh, f- format. Cause like these posts were like years old. So like mm-hmm. formats yeah. and norms change, et cetera. So I think that that is like a really, and also it kind of, it gives you energy. It does. So I remember, you're, I was like, oh, cool results. Right. While I was like focusing my creative brain on a thing. And I think that's how you get to that combination you were talking about a minute ago, where instead of saying, what whole things do we need to cut? Knowing that marketing is like a pie that kind of needs many, a few different slices. What if you just made a smaller pie? What if instead of an eight inch round, it was like a four inch round and you thought really, strategically about how the fewer things that you do work together, like almost support each other in a really succinct way. So like, okay, an example is you're going to refresh this post and you're going to come up with a redistribution plan. So now, and you're going to make it into a video and you're going to make that video into like a bunch of different clips to help promote the new post. And you're going to like, you do a relaunch of the post. People yeah. haven't seen it. If it's old, you're, if you're refreshing it, it's old. Yeah, you can do amplified marketing with existing
1: content. You don't have to create a new thing and then bring that out. Like One thing, because we just launched um, playlists, and you don't have to have cast it to do playlists, but it's, it's, a, it's a fun idea to say, okay, what if you took a bunch of stuff that you have, if you're doing shows, you're doing podcasts like this, take a bunch of the podcasts and put them together into, um, I think... Uh, I think it was, I'm going to say, I think it was drift. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry if it wasn't drift. I think that they did um, a blog post. I think it was around women's month and they highlighted a bunch of their guests and a bunch of their episodes with women that they had interviewed over the years. They were all existing. They didn't have to record a new show. They wrote a blog post and it was a good blog post. It wasn't a summary post. It was like, Hey, it's women's month. Here's some really great conversations that we've had with really strong women that are really inspiring. Have at it, and they embedded it into a blog. And, and I, I don't know, but I bet it got a lot of traffic. And then they were able to send people to it and generate traffic and highlight some strong voices. I mean, that's creativity. Like creativity doesn't mean what are what net new thing am I going to make? And actually, that is net new. That's a that's a new thing that didn't exist before, um, based on things that it did. It's 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 repurposing. It's repurposing finished products as ingredients of something
0: new. Yes. And that's, that's That to me, there's more brilliance in that in a lot of ways. Or it's a different type of brilliance, I guess. There's no reason to compare from like a value standpoint. There's a different type of brilliance that I think doesn't get enough airtime. In this next segment,
1: Devin floats the idea of experimentation. Most of your competitors are cutting back on their content marketing, reducing their ad spend and trimming staff. So, while your resources may be slimming too, and there may not be a ton that you can do about that, how can you get creative? Position the downturn as an opportunity to stand out and to take advantage of the situation. So, I'm thinking partnerships, collaborations, performance marketing. It's really time
0: to get creative, which I think is great. I also think that this is a really, like, talk about community. This is the perfect time to partner with other companies, mm-hmm. tap into other audiences. By making friends and helping each other out, we're doing that right now. We've been working with this company, Superside, and we've been doing webinars with them. They're like this really nice, like they they reach out to us and we're like, actually, you're very complimentary to us because they're more design, and so it's like, it's been great because we're both helpful to each other. Right. Yep. And gosh, we've got time, you know. It's like, so it's you know, I think that's another thing that you can do where it's like, you know, these webinars. Um, like content partnerships, I guess yes. I would call them. And um, that's,
1: we're seeing a sound of, I mean, hello, you're here. <laughs> and yeah. it's <things> like, this. <laughs> I mean, conversations like this and, and uh, a lot of conversations that I've had like this have turned into, oh my gosh, we're going to do something like that too. Do you want to partner on that recording, on that white paper, on that event, on that idea? You know, and it's, it doesn't have to be a sponsorship. It doesn't have to be, something you pay for. It can literally be, you know what, I need to do this thing. You need to do this thing. And you mentioned something really important, which is overlapping audiences. Like we're talking to the same people. So we, we're we talking to the same people and we can actually expand each other's audiences by talking to those people together and offering them something that together, like you talked about design, like here's here's a two, two parts of the same story that makes it, it's better together. Um, and that serves yeah. both. And it's it's a,
0: it becomes a team project at that point and uh, becomes a lot easier to lift. I do think though, like to make those effective, I think it's important to connect those dots for people. Mm -hmm. So one additional layer of strategy that I wish I had done more of when I was actually doing marketing more, um, was instead of just, uh, like taking those partnerships to another level and having some kind of offer between those two, Mm -hmm. it was always like, oh, we can market to each other's audiences, but like if you're getting really, if you're getting smart enough with complimentary services or products, like there's, you can take it to another level of buying that's a little more intentional to experiment with. But um, another thing I think that for, this is very like now, a now thing is different types of content. I feel like video is one that is, um, can just be repurposed in so many different ways. Yeah. Like YouTube is its own search platform. Now Mm -hmm. it's the second largest search engine in the world. Yep. Yep. And especially when you start to think about how, you know, all the time you used to spend trying to like get people like, you know, get traffic to content from, you know, Twitter and, uh, LinkedIn and such. Um, uh, organically. I think for, on the paid side, it's a totally different ballgame, game. And I actually think that people should be investing in performance marketing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's like diminishing returns, but I actually think that like, that's the perfect thing to do for a short period of time when yeah. you need a shot in the arm, like, okay, fine. If it's your whole strategy, you've got a problem. But again, knowing that marketing is a pie, adding that performance marketing p- slice, yep. I think boosts your overall. And we're actually running some experiments, um, with some other companies or with an and other company, uh, to, to help, to see how we can offer that to our customers. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like, and I think that's the other thing is like, okay, fine. Like you can't rule anything out. You to consider everything before narrowing down. And I think this is a good time to say, to add, like, if I were a company right now, I would be adding at least one small experiment to every quarter. Yep. There you go. That's the good right. Thing. This is the perfect, because guess what? Recession isn't always a nightmare Yeah. for every company. Like this yeah. is an opportunity. And I think if the, people, people get caught up in the fear response first, fear, 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 fear. If you can just relax, which I know is was crazy. It's crazy for me to say we're out. having, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm saying this to myself and I'm like, it's not the most, most fun time to run a company right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like if you could take a take a deep breath and say, okay, think about things opportunistically, I think you can find more, more opportunity and more creative solutions. And maybe you end up winning more than other people. We
1: as marketers are so accustomed to running a million miles per hour. And during a recession, it's even more so, right? So I go on a bit of an impassioned monologue here to say that it's okay to think. It's okay to set out an hour or two or or a half day or whatever you need each week or each month, whatever you need to really think about your craft. So you need to strategize about your place in the industry. You need to contemplate where your art can create helpful um, situations for more people and attract even more leads and build a bigger audience and a better business. When you are under stress and you are facing a whole lot of fear and uncertainty, what are the first two things to go? Creativity and your connection with other people, right? You, you, you go heads down. And even if you are talking to other people, you're talking to other people about how stressed you are and not really truly connect, connecting. And marketers, your whole job is connecting, is creating connections. And if you are, are under stress and under pressure and you're moving too fast, you, it's virtually impossible to, to be creative. And so to your point you've got to slow down, you've got to chill out, and you've got to take a minute to think think critically, think strategically, think creatively. And that's when, that's when you can actually produce great art and then say, okay, now what are we gonna do with it? Like you can then say, okay, what, what's actually, who is this for? Why are we doing it? Who is this audience? What's gonna resonate with them? What are we trying to achieve? how are we going to cut through the noise? What's the, if we get to create one thing, if we can record one podcast, how are we going to do it right? How's it going to be the best conversation ever? How are we going to take more time than we probably should to record one podcast and capture the freaking video too. And, yes. and then really think about how we're going to ring it out, how we're going to get super crafty and super creative. Use what we already have because that's, that's when you make a difference and that, that doesn't cost as much. And that that doesn't require as much effort um, as far as time and money and resources. But you, you have to use those resources wisely. And I think and hope that if everybody those who get that mindset now are going to be so much healthier, <laughs> mentally, mental health, mentally healthier human beings, and also their brands are gonna be a lot stronger because they're gonna have that muscle. They're gonna have that discipline of like, no, 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 no. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And that's what my coach any- says. That's what my co-founder says all the time I don't know he says it so I'm just
0: I never I like don't fully understand it, but every time I hear it it like relaxes me so I'm like this is fine um but I think that's no I that's think what that's people fine. say to us
1: apparently that's a that's what our people in our lives say to us because yeah. it's, it calms us down
0: yeah yeah I don't even it's fine but no I think like that idea of like um, uh, there was a time when I talked about everything being a mini campaign. So like you start with an idea. And in the past I would have called that idea a blog post title. I'm going to write a blog post about X. Yes. Right? Here why I'm on this keyword whatever it is or it's because of this thought leadership or whatever. What if instead of thinking about it like anything, any form, you were like this topic is really important to my audience. I want to help my audience understand that topic, master that topic, use that topic to their benefit. Okay. It's just an idea. That's all it is. Then you're like, how does my audience consume around this topic? Yes. Do they, is it better as a video? Like, because maybe you don't start like eventually it's going to be a written blog post, right? That's just the way we work. Yeah. Um, And to me, a blog post these days are really more like a library. It's like your stack of encyclopedia Britannica's. They need to be there. Gotta have them, Mm -hmm. but it's not the be all end all anymore. Yes. It used to be where you start. And it was like, let's start with this post
1: and let's bring out this post. And now And that's, that's this rally cry that I have of like, no, 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 that's, it's great. Blog posts are great. I don't have anything against blog posts, but it should be a piece. It should be a, um, something that happens because not something that happens to, it should be a, um, a byproduct of of a great
0: conversation. Yes. And a great idea. Yeah. I think so. I think if people can start from that mindset, all the repurposing, all the, like everything else becomes automatic. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm thinking about how to repurpose content. It's like, no, like you start with repurposing. Yeah. You're like, I have an idea and I want to think about how I want to spread that idea to my audience Mm -hmm. and hopefully find some new audience members in the process.
1: When you've defined your ideal customer persona, you're bound to turn people away who aren't quite the perfect fit for your services. And that's okay. Instead of sending them away with their head between their legs, you have an opportunity to strengthen that relationship and getting brownie points by referring them to an even better fit organization in your community. It's the power of community, no matter how it ends up working out for you or for somebody else who might be in that community with you. Both the customer and the competitor will appreciate you for extending that olive branch and helping in a way that most others won't. Most human person wins, right? And you know what? Competitor isn't actually the right word because you're not competing with someone down the street who sells widgets to a different ideal customer persona than you. Even if that widget is the same as your product or service, it's really all about shifting from a scarcity mindset to an abundance one. Do not get hung up on a scarcity mindset or or a fear mindset. Like I think this is one of the themes of this conversation is like, whatever you do, slow down, get creative. And, and prioritize creativity and connection because if you're connected with others and you're talking to people that would be very easy to be afraid of and, and assume that they're going to get all the business. They're going to get all the business. All the customers that want to spend money right now, they're going to go there. and They're not going to come here because I didn't write the blog post the right way. Like that's you know it, when instead you know if you if you're if you take a minute and you think about what you do best and you think about your differentiators and your value props and you connect with other people that can help you or that you can help. It's just it's going to be better and. Yeah just hang in there.
0: Bravery. It's one of our values at animals and it's, it like, it comes up bravery. So like if I were to liken it to our values, which I always think in that mindset, so forgive me, but it's like bravery, curiosity, and brilliance. Mm -hmm. Um, And in our definition of brilliance, it's not about like intelligence or like, whatever brilliance to us is like a diversity of ideas and perspectives mm-hmm. and background. And so it's like baked into our definition of brilliance is community. I love that. So it kind of encapsulates the creativity and community that you're talking about, yeah. which if you marry it with curiosity, because curiosity takes bravery. Yes, it does. It's yeah. times like this, right?
1: Yep.
0: And so it's like, I think those three things, if you can deploy all three, you end up coming through this, like you're the person that's telling the Ted talk after this. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's who you are. It's true. I love that. I love that. So lots of,
1: uh, I, I, I think, and I hope that people listening and watching today feel um, seen um, and uh, feel equipped with some ideas and feel inspired because we got this. We got yeah. this. yeah. Yeah.
0: It's going to be fine. Yeah. So Devin, thank you. Um, where she can we find you? Yes, uh, animals.co, and I would say search for the content marketing podcast on uh, Apple Podcast because we're relaunching it mm-hmm. in September. Uh, Lindsay was responsible for uh, sending us the amazing podcast production company, Share Your Genius. They've been awesome. Thank you so much for that. Which right is moment. part of the
1: series as well. So yeah, they were
0: awesome. A- They've been. We've already started working with them. I. Love it so much. And again, we're spending a significant, like we're spending money during a recession when we are not performing the way we planned. And we're doubling down on adding value by increasing the value of our podcast. Thanks to you, Lindsay.
1: (laughs) There you have it. That's how it's done. That's how it works because of creativity and connection. Bravery, curiosity, brilliance. Thanks to Devin Bramhall for joining us and sharing her unique perspective on the content marketing world. She's the former CEO of Animals, a content marketing agency for B2B SaaS companies. And as she pointed out, you can find out more at animals.co or their content marketing podcast on Apple Podcasts starting later this month. So stay tuned for the final episode of Recessions when we sit down with the co-founder of Studio Pod, Julian
0: Lewis. You won't want to miss this one. Thanks for joining us.